up, everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder, and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. If you're an avid listener of the podcast, then you would know that my voice doesn't typically sound like this. However, I'm a little sick, uh, but that doesn't mean the show cannot go on. And this is a great show. Uh, we have Costas Halkias on, who's a cryptographer here at R3, and he shares a lot on how cryptography is used today with blockchain and outside of blockchain. So he gives us tips on how to avoid getting hacked, and he discusses how cryptography can can be used for good and bad. It's really interesting. I learned a lot about my cybersecurity and how to kind of tighten that up. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Happy holidays to everyone who's listening. I hope whatever you're celebrating, you celebrate with friends and family. Enjoy. I'm here with Konstantinos or Kostas Chalkias. Wow, you oh, can speak Greek. Yeah, I got crazy. it. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on. It's the on. first time I hear it from someone who is not Greek that they say Chalkias and not Tsalkias. Oh, really? Yeah. In every conference they call me Tsalkias. Well, I'm sure it yeah. took us about five yeah. minutes before <laughs> yeah, recording course. to get this down, but all right. <laughs> Happy to be here. So, okay. We are having beers and we're talking about cryptography. Yeah. I'm very That's excited about it. That's a good combination. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not finish them because then I will not understand what's going on. So uh, let's just talk really quickly before we really jump in. Mm -hmm. What is cryptography? Okay, cool. Um, so I have the good guy here because I'm Greek. Cryptography is a Greek word. Well, mm -hmm. the origins are Greek. And it comes from two words that we combine them together. is crypto. Mm -hmm and graphy. Crypto means, in Greek, in ancient Greek, it means I hide something. And mm. graph, um, I mean, unlike the, the English word graph, in Greek it means I write. So I'm writing something in a way that it's hidden to someone else. Wow. So this is the origins of cryptography. I and know just that. to know, my son's name is called Cryptos. Officially in the passport. I know officially, officially in the That's passport. It's awesome. not a nickname. It's yes. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> but well, in you... Greek we, we write it with a K. Okay. So it's cryptos with a K. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so what does he like a nickname or it's just No, cryptos? it's well his full name is George Cryptos Halkas. Halkas. But we call him Cryptos since he was yeah. in his mother's belly. I remember you announcing that on Slack. Yeah, and we had a huge mm. fight family wise. I mean, everyone no. was against me. Well, cryptography <laughs> is my other child. Yeah, so it's your we baby. decided, yes, it's my other baby. And we decided to call him Cryptos. Now it's your physical baby. Yes. That is so funny. That's a very good That's how good I don't story. confuse things when I'm working or looking after the baby. I'm always <laughs> saying, what are you doing, Cryptos? And everyone is happy. I'm taking care of Cryptos, okay? <laughs> that is so yeah. funny. Okay, cool. So let's talk. How did you get into cryptography? Ooh, you want the full story? In the very beginning. Can I we have, have the another? Story? Yes. I'm not like Mike, who used to work with Satoshi and this kind of stuff, but I have a very interesting story. So when I started university back in 2000, um, I was initially into artificial intelligence and machine learning. Mm -hmm. Then I had a very interesting website that predicted soccer games. I could make some money out of this, some trading. Yeah. And there was an attack in my website. Some hackers entered the, the database. They could manage to extract some of the passwords there. Mm -hmm. And I had to hide. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I, have, I had to leave university for, for a while. There were some people 
working at me. I mean, they tried to even find me in the university. Well, my, my professors helped me. Yeah. I was in a place where there is a secret place in Greece. They call it Mount Athos. It's an orthodox uh, thing. I mean, uh, that you can go there and live with priests, with, uh, with people. I mean... Uh, for, I mean, religious people, and I stayed there for two months until wow. I figure out how to find the report that it was not me to blame. Yeah. And eventually they send it up as explained. Well, my mother, I mean, you couldn't, you wouldn't like to see my mother at that time because oh, she was I'm so afraid. Sure. Yeah. She didn't know if I will come back again. Then this was my, I mean, my initial, uh, let's say, start on looking cryptography like something different. Yeah. I changed, I completely changed direction from machine learning to cryptography after that. And that's how I became a cryptographer. That is yeah, a really so I had, cool story. Uh, yes, I had to solve an attack first and then realize that, wow, hmm, this is something that I couldn't find anyone to help me. Yeah. Maybe I will deal with this. And here I am now. Wow. That yeah. is so cool. Uh, it wasn't so cool. No, I mean, then. not at the time. Not at the time. I'm so sorry. You're so right. You're like, it's not cool at all. Yeah. I was hiding. At least it helped me because at the moment, we're not so many in the field where most of the people are academics. Yeah. I'm in the business sector, which helps a lot. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. I don't have any stories like yeah. this. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, blockchain is a huge industry now and cryptographers has, have a real role to, to produce something, I mean, for for the community and for businesses, for changing practices, everything. Yeah, totally. Wow. So, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so that's a good point, though. Um, and kind of leading into the blockchain stuff, why is it important for you to be working in the blockchain space? Like, what does that mean for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's a dream for every cryptographer anyway, because before that, I mean, you usually had to, to deal with something related to theoretical cryptography or work in the academia or something. But yeah. now we have real use cases, especially, I mean, Corda is special on, I mean, as a blockchain on its own, mm -hmm. because we need some extra privacy to, to provide to, to the whole ledger and to the transactions themselves. Yeah. Um, privacy is, I mean, privacy is by default linked to cryptography anyway. You have to do something to hide data from other people. Mm -hmm. And that's why, actually, I got hired here. And Mike, we had this discussion. I mean, during the interview process with Mike, Mike realized, mm, we need a cryptographer in, in R3. And because yeah. we can solve some things that, I mean, in the Bitcoin world, they were, I mean, a bit uh, not sold yet. Yeah. But now we have, we have a couple of things like, I want to digitally sign something in a very fast way or in a way that is more agile. Mm -hmm. uh, so you need a cryptographer. You cannot just use whatever is out there without... I mean, um, without doing uh, special maths and proofs that this actually work for the real business. Yeah. Uh, we need some extra things. Uh, for example, um, apart from apart from signing things, we have to create this special Merkle trees you all hear in. I mean, in yes. the in the blockchain world, which requires some extra mathematical knowledge. Uh -huh. And there are some other cool stuff we're doing with Mike, for example zero knowledge proofs, SGX, all of them are technologies that mm -hmm. include in the background some, let's say, math knowledge. Mm -hmm. You have to combine it with real business use cases. You have to adjust them. Adjusting cryptography is usually a very painful process because, I mean, we usually write papers and articles in a theoretical way before we really apply them. But even here, I took some lessons uh, in, in Corda and R3. We have to to, to, to implement things according to the banks, according to our clients, according to everyone that is having a different request for cryptography. Yeah. So I guess cryptography is the core of blockchains and especially for private blockchains uh, like Corda. 
Yeah. Yep. Cool. So I kind of had said, hinted at this earlier. So the only, re- like, the basic knowledge I have about cryptography yes. was all from when I was in school. <laughs> I was a freshman, and I, so it was first year, and okay. I um, needed to take a math class, and I, anyone can tell you, math is not my strong suit. <laughs> I'm, like, a writer. I did, a, like, creative writing stuff. But the- it's not only maths. It is maths. Yeah. But you can also do some cryptography without being, I don't know, an expert on mathematics. Oh, no, totally. Yes. Yep. For example, we recently built something, a digital signal, a signing scheme, signing documents or transactions mm-hmm. that doesn't use, I mean, uh, very advanced mathematics. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. And that's why I picked this class because <laughs> it counted for my math. And I was like, oh, this isn't actually like, this doesn't have to be 100% math. Like, And it's interesting. And there's like the history of like sending secret messages and this and that. And I was like, this class rules. And it was so much fun. I mean, yep. I'm sure sometimes it's like a love-hate relationship. You know, for I, you, I, I personally like a lot all the old engines that do cryptography, like Enigma, some yes. other some other devices. Uh, to tell you the truth, I wanted to buy one of the Enigma engines, uh, <laughs> but it was so expensive in auctions, oh, and sure. I didn't get it. Yeah, oh. I lost it by just a few thousands. I was really? so close. Oh. Yes, um, I mean, I want to create. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, to have multiple devices in my home in the future, mm-hmm. like a collector. I don't know if I will do it, cool. but it's very interesting. I mean, to see all of these mechanical devices that people used in the past. I mean, yeah, yeah. cryptography I know. was everywhere, right? I mean, it yeah. even defined the outcome of the war, some of the wars in the past. I know. <laughs> I think that stuff is so cool. Yeah. And even like, oh my gosh, there's just so many examples. And we would have to like basically build our own like language. It was so interesting. Yeah. You can also build a cryptographic language. Yeah, I know. By just anagramming, I mean, using anagram on words and something, a very basic thing. Oh, like the most basic thing ever, which you're probably like, okay, this isn't preschool. But I like... When I'm young, I forget that sometimes my American references may not <laughs> carry over, but like, like I'm a toddler, um, but with like the books and you have a specific version of the book and then you take the, yeah. and the line. I know that's so basic. There are some people that might use it uh, as well. I mean, yeah. previously they did it on words with newspapers. So they could publish something that yeah. something was hidden inside it and people can. I mean, it's like broadcasting things I mean, yeah. in an encrypted way. And only the people who yeah. need to know know. Exactly. Oh, which is it's, just it's very like interesting. blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know blockchain initially started from a newspaper. What? There was a guy um, and he, I don't remember which which was this, uh, this newspaper, but he started writing a couple of, uh, let's say, um, facts in a newspaper article and eventually the other article was linked to the previous article uh, with a hash function okay. which is a kind of let's say um, it's it is included in the cryptography space mm-hmm. and then another hash function on top of the previous one and another hash function on top of the previous one so there was a link between these articles and this was a blockchain practically yep what? yes this guy was also in our meetup uh, in new york Are you- Yes, you've met him, but you don't know. (laughs) Really, really. Literally, you met him, yeah. (laughs) What? I know you don't know, but yeah, he was there. (laughs) I think I may have to, like, publish the video of this thing, this one, because this is, like, I wish people could see my face. Maybe it's a beer, but, yeah, I will send you the link. I will send you the link that you were there together. (laughs) Am I, like, best friends with this guy and I don't know it? Oh, my gosh. That is cool. Wow. (laughs) 
Yep. So eventually we had, I would say Bitcoin was the second one or maybe the first one that was actually incorporated a coin or something. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm mind blown. <laughs> okay, cool. So then let's uh, talk about where, what other like use cases are there for cryptography in like the real world other than blockchain okay like Mm. when would someone use well all of your transactions in the internet when you see in the web page on the top that it says https there Uh is an s at the very end it means i mean it is secure and it is using the ssl protocol or tls that it's called at the moment which Uh means all of your transactions are encrypted uh-huh. So when you when, when you go to an e-shop to buy something, practically all of the connection is, I mean, you're creating um, an ephemeral key, I mean, a cryptographic key. You mm-hmm. connect to the shop uh, server, you exchange the information and your credit card securely. And this is the first, let's say, cryptography uh, thing that you're doing in the, in the web. Also your passwords. You're storing your passwords, right? Yeah. How do you store your passwords? In clear form or somehow you're creating... I don't know, we have these password managers now that people are using, and practically they have them encrypted inside. I mean, they cannot just read the text and extract your password. You can do it because you provide a master password. And the master master password decrypts all of your, I mean, sub-passwords, and that's how you have your passwords uh, secure. Oh, that's how it's so secure? (laughs) Well, I I, I wouldn't say that passwords are secure because usually we have some... Human patterns that we put, except if you use, uh, let's say, random generator. I mean, the password is completely yeah. random for you, but you don't remember it now. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's um, a problem. I've and suffered. You know, from that. most most of the people have two or three passwords, right? Yeah. One for the side that they're not interested about security, and another slightly better one, but usually crackable as well. Yes. yes. No, that is totally me. And so, okay, no, that you reminds me. Say that. Know, oh no! Shoot, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Please. <laughs> Now I'm so easily. <laughs> no, just kidding. I do have my password uh, generator thing, but for a do while. I know I won't. I won't. <laughs> it's not you. One of your friends. That's it. One of my friends. I don't, I don't know. Who, yeah, I don't know anything about them. Um, no, but for uh, a while, I had every single password was completely randomized. Okay. Yes, but then. I got locked out of everything all the time. It was so annoying. And you use your Gmail account so, to recover all of your passwords. Oh no, I don't. I learned I learned <laughs> not to do that. Okay, cool. <laughs> so that's good. But that reminded me that um and I don't even know how much of public knowledge this is, but whatever. Yep. So the our CEO, were you here when he got hacked? Yeah. So got hacked and like somehow through Apple ID, Gmail stuff. And then it was like alarming because I was like, oh my gosh, if I if I think about it, this is not the case now, people. But if I think about it, like all my passwords are the same too. I'm going to get hacked. I'm like, I'm going to have everything taken from me, my identity. And thank goodness, then it like kind of whipped me into shape. But my favorite thing about that story is that we like were able to hack the hacker to get everything back. Yep. That's some cool stuff. Yeah. Have you have you also heard about this attack that people are doing? Some hackers are doing in computers where they encrypt everything in their disk and they are asking for bitcoins. Uh, What what's happening is they manage to somehow penetrate into your computer. Uh Uh, They can encrypt your disk, and they are asking for bitcoins afterwards to provide you with a cryptographic key. So practically, cryptography can be used for I mean for the for for good and and evil. Yes, exactly. It's not only good. Yeah. I remember, ah, there is an interesting story I forgot to say. So my PhD was related to time-to-release encryption. Mm-hmm. Time-to-release encryption means I'm sending you something and you cannot read it, I don't know, until May 2021. Mm-hmm. 
So practically I was in a conference and some people asked me, can this be used for evil purposes? And I said, yes, it can be used by terrorists. They can say, I will bomb this place. You have it. FBI has this document, but they cannot decrypt it (laughs) until February or May 2021. And so even for innovations like this, I mean, people can take it and use it to harm other people. So, yes, cryptography is good and bad. (laughs) Yeah. I'm mind blown. You know. And then FBI would fire everyone in the department. Why you didn't decrypt this stuff? They told us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Goodness. Yeah, this can happen as well. That's some maniacal stuff. That's yeah. Those are bad people. Also, there is, uh, I mean, if you're asking for other purposes of cryptography, um, health records, for example. We want to be able to, to do some, let's say, calculations, but without uh, the doctor or, I don't know, this institute doing the, uh, this, this experiment or something, knowing all of the information about myself, right? Yeah. And the insurance companies and all of this stuff. Well, yeah. actually, this is Corda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say. Corda will do such (laughs) things, right? And will automate all of this process anyway. Um, But yes, actually, Corda is a very good combination of multiple cryptographic primitives and tools Mm -hmm. into one generic platform and uh, process. Yeah, definitely. I think about healthcare all the time because I have like some like small medical things going on. And if I go from one doctor to another doctor, it's so annoying. It's more of just like, hey, can you send this to that person? Can you send this to this person? Like, I think about constantly. I'm like, oh, my gosh. If they have everything for I you. wish yeah. this was in 10 years or something <laughs> so I can have everything, every, like, with all the people who need to know. But um, yeah, that's this a good is still, example. Yeah, very primitive at the moment. Well, yeah, but yeah. the idea, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> We're so close yet so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it will happen. Yeah, no, I know. Now with zero knowledge proofs and technologies like SCX, you will have all of your data as private as possible. Yeah. But they can still do calculations on your data without extracting. I mean, they, I mean, you can all, you can easily send information from one to another. Yeah. Yeah, without exposing the things that you don't want to expose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh this will God. be very helpful. Yeah, I definitely. Guess, until these algorithms are. <laughs> broken again. Oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Let's knock on wood, make sure that doesn't happen. Well, um, uh, we guess, we guess, I mean, due to the advance of uh, quantum computers, it might be possible in the, not near future, but in 30 years or 40 years, it might happen. Yeah. And yes, do you know that Corda also supports post-quantum algorithms? I don't we even have, know what we have post-quantum algorithms, algorithms we are. We have <laughs> algorithms in Corda where you can sign your assets, whatever it is in the blockchain, but it cannot be broken even if a quantum computer was here now. Okay. So we're actually proactively uh, doing, I don't know, more advanced cryptography. Yeah, I have to say, one of the things that I really do love about Corda, I mean, one of the things, I'm always constantly talking about how much I love Corda and blockchain, but one of the things I really like is how much we're thinking about the future. And we like, do. Compared to other people, we do a lot. I mean, so much. From, from, from my perspective, because I, I'm working with Mike a lot on this stuff, mm-hmm. we, we combine a couple of technologies, and this, this combination makes Corda superior in terms of what will happen in the future. Yeah. We're more proactive than yeah. the rest. No, which is definitely. which is a good thing, right? I mean, in, in our case, you can combine whatever algorithm, well, not whatever algorithm, whatever algorithm has passed our tests, uh-huh. plus these quantum-resistant things. And uh-huh. You can have it now in Corda. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I was recently talking to James Carlyle, who focuses a lot on um, Corda Network, 
and uh, Core Network Foundation and all of that stuff. And I was sitting there kind of the same, not exactly the same as me being like, put my hands <laughs> on the table like, what? This is so crazy. But the, the thought process that I can't even imagine, everything that they had taken into consideration was super, super yeah. And sometimes all of the, the process, the real process to... to to audit all of the all of the sub processes of this process is also time consuming, right? It takes a lot of time to make sure that everything worked as expected, and no exposure is even between ourselves and our administrators. Yeah. Now, I mean, the, 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 the company itself is made in a way that not even Vartek, our administrator, can have access to the keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy, right? Yeah, but this is. is what we want to ensure. I mean, yeah, yeah. privacy, scalability. Yeah. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> yeah, more I'll, things than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a million things that I just like kind of jump over. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Wait to see our SGX work. I mean, Mike and Andras and Igor, uh, yeah. Chris, other people are working on this stuff. It would be also a huge thing for Corda. Oh, yeah? Yes, it would be. In I my opinion, we, we took the correct path on, because we had to pick between zero knowledge proofs. This is another abstract uh, let's yeah, say cryptographic that. primitive. Well, I will not explain it here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, we did the correct. Uh, uh, yes, uh, we picked the correct way to to do privacy in Corda for the next few years. I don't yeah. know if things will change because yeah. you never know. Enigma is broken now after a couple of years. These wait, algorithms, Enigma, really? yeah, the device. No, no, I know. Oh, okay, wait. Actually. I know what Enigma is, but for anyone who doesn't know what Enigma is, can you explain what it is? Well, it's a cryptographic device that was used in the war. Yeah. Yes. Um, and practically, imagine it as a typewriter okay. that internally has some, let's say, uh, there, there, is, there is a circuit internally. I cannot explain the full details, but practically when you press A, for example, this is translated into another letter. Someone else on the other side has a device that is set up with the same configuration, exactly the same configuration, mm -hmm. and they can decrypt the thing. It's like an encrypted Morse code, I would yeah. say. Yes. Yeah. With letters now. It's yes. not Morse code. <laughs> yeah. But so I've I've read a lot about it because I find that uh, super interesting. Do you know how they broke Enigma? That's also very oh, interesting. How they, yes, I want you to tell me though, but also not to be super lame, but have you seen the movie about Enigma? No, did, what did you think about it? What was it called? I, I, uh, it was called. I forgot the name as well. Yeah. Um, it's with that actor who's also in. Um, uh, shoot. Um, Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> was it called? Sure. Wait. I think wasn't it? I'm googling it for the listeners. Uh, wait, Lady Gaga just comes <laughs> why up. Is this what first? is going on? <laughs> I just said show. I said show, Oops. not when oh, no, it's okay. Movie. Um, the uh -huh. imitation the game. The imitation game, yeah. That was good. Did you think yeah, it was it, like yeah, accurate? It's, it's one of my top uh, movies anyway. Oh, well, good. I like this movie. <laughs> oh, good. I'm happy you said that because I thought maybe I was being. Um, just no, no, it's, it's a nice movie. And I, I'm not saying it reflects the reality 100%, but practically the nice thing with Enigma and the algorithms in the past is you can attack some of the encrypted content by knowing what is probably the expected message that someone else sent. So they knew that every every morning someone sent details about the weather. Yeah. And they used this and they tried to do some calculation over this fact. And based on the similarities, mm -hmm. if you expect the same message to be encrypted, encrypted again and again and again, you have some related attacks, they're called. And this is how it was broken. 
So what you have to do sometimes is you should obfuscate, you should change all of the patterns that you used to have in your uh, conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine some of the chat applications at the moment, like WhatsApp and some others are, are encrypted now. Yeah, WhatsApp Normally they don't, well, we expect that the companies don't have access to the content. I, I believe it. Yeah. Um, and the way they do it is they practically encrypt all of the communication uh, between uh, peers, I mean the people. And then I don't know if they are doing any analysis, but they state they don't. Okay. So you can do analysis now with zero knowledge proofs, but I think they still don't. Okay. So what... Is why would I care if my like com text conversations are encrypted? It's just if I have like really sensitive information, right? Well, like, but if I'm just hanging out talking to my friends, you can does it matter? Yes, uh, some people worry about policies of companies like I don't know the big adverb Google, for example, because they are. I mean, there are machines looking at your data, but however, you can see some uh, relative ads on your, I don't know, on the web pages that you visit, right? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. How did they know that? You sent an email about something. I don't know what is yeah, this. Yeah. And you see it on your first page. You and see an ad about this. You now. see those beautiful boots that you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I think they claim, and um, I don't, I don't doubt about this. I mean, there are only algorithms that are taking this taking action on reading yeah. your content, right? But you never know. That's the thing. So practically, some of the chat application change this policy, and they say, we guarantee that we cannot see your content. And this okay. is one of the reasons. The other reason is you never know if this company will exist in 10 or 20 years and everything is exposed. So why not encrypt them from now and let's say somehow a priori be secure in, in that sense, right? Yeah. You, you never know. I mean, we know all of the people are exchanging personal things sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I would personally pick something which is encrypted. Okay. And so, but our emails aren't encrypted, are they? Outlook? They are, well, depending on the on the email server, they can be encrypted. For example, in Gmail, they are encrypted. They are encrypted? I thought they Gmail are wasn't secure. Well, they so are encrypted for the, uh, when it's stored in the, in the database, right? It's encrypted there. Uh, but practically, they have engines that can, I mean, when you're connecting to your web browser, mm -hmm. you can see this S at the top, right? when you're sending something, actually, because it's not only encrypting, it's what you're typing, what you're storing in your device. When you're reading an email, can someone else read it? When it comes from your Gmail server to your device, how does this sky. work? Well, when it's in the <laughs> sky, exactly. It's encrypted there, at least with the good providers. But some providers, they don't provide encryption. Okay, so that, that helps. So it depends. That's why people pick, I don't know, most notable companies to, to store their email accounts, I guess. One of the Got reasons. It. Got it. That makes sense. So would all of this stuff where um, when it first started happening on my phone where I would be like talking about something or I would Google something or something and then all of a sudden an ad would show up for that, yeah. I would have like a heart attack when it first started happening because I was like, how? Is now this? you got used to it, however. I'm, I'm used to it, which yeah, is kind like, of scary. Like everyone, yeah. Yeah, I'm it, totally used to it. It's the same for me as well. But is that like I don't know if it's good or not. Um, is that cryptography? Like what's going on in the background? Like just like. Well, I guess I guess they use some kind of cryptography in the sense that they encrypt the messages and they don't give access to real people, but they give access to machines, right? Got to, it. To algorithms. Um, Got it. You still need cryptography. Okay. You still need cryptography, and also I guess Google doesn't want to reveal your preferences to other uh, providers, right? They want to keep them for themselves. Yeah. And it's big data for them. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's encrypted. I mean, we we always use encryption. I can't imagine of a server now that 
I mean, a commercial server that stores confidential information that does, doesn't use encryption. Yeah. It would be really bad. And there are some companies, they, they do it. And eventually, there is a hack. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> game over. Yeah. That's th uh, some things that I think when I was, um, I don't know, younger, let's just say, and not at R3. Okay. I just, like, things just worked, and I just didn't question them. The internet just works. Don't question it. Like, I didn't have to think about which any is the majority of, these of people, right? Yeah, which is yeah. for sure. And so I didn't have to think about any of these things. So um, I'm sure, like, the, you, this is your life, and I'm sure it's very amazingly cool and whatever. But for me, like, listening to all this stuff, it makes you think so much deeper into the things that I always just was like, oh, okay, it, it works. Yeah. Well, after a while, to tell you the truth, initially when I was in the university, I wasn't so. Well, at that time, it, the, the internet was in a primitive state anyway. Yeah. We didn't know what is encryption in general. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm more, well, it, it's it's not I'm not optimistic, but I feel sometimes that I have to hold my horse and not write everything into the internet. Yes. So preferably verbally uh, transfer something which is more important. Yeah. If, if I can manage to have this uh, that makes sense. privilege, right? I mean, if, if we are... In person, I, I usually avoid to speak about confidential information on the phone or because phone yeah, is another it's... thing, right? It's not oh. only emails, it's also voice. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm going to be scared to leave the house. <laughs> no, you <laughs> shouldn't. <laughs> well, the thing is, what would be your the impact to yourself if something is exposed? We have to think like this, otherwise you stay at your home and, I mean... Yeah. You don't even live in a big block of flats because of a potential earthquake and you're like in a cage. Yeah. We cannot live like this. Yeah, that's true. Right. You can't uh, live scared. Yes, you can live scared. Um, I think also when we talk about Corda here, and I, Richard Gendel Brown does say this too. So the way that I have like in the past naively kind of thought about the internet, for example, is like what we hope people will think about Corda in the future. Because, yeah, yeah it's just there and it's just working. Um, and you don't need to know exactly how it's working, but exactly. it is, and you need to trust that it's I'm working. I'm pretty sure the right this way. will happen. Yeah. I mean, it's a protocol to exchange uh, information and assets, right? It's yeah. It's like the, I mean, a new internet protocol. Someone would say, which is more distributed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we can have some evidence that something happened if we want to have such an evidence. Not everything exactly. should should I mean uh, should be transferred into a blockchain. But some of the things that you need some auditing or reporting or to verify something, you have yeah. to use a blockchain in the future. I don't think there is another way to, to do it. We will replace, yeah. we will feel some resistance, I guess, from people that are now mediators and they don't want this to change. Yeah. But eventually it will happen because yeah. it's optimization. Yes, optimization of transactions will create some other new markets and something new will arise out of this. So, so I guess, cool. yes, it will be a new protocol. Um, I don't know if it will be a combination of multiple blockchains or Corda will dominate the world. Yeah. Um, I guess it will be something in between. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it will happen. Maybe browsers, web browsers in the future will be somehow equipped with blockchain capabilities. Hmm. This will happen. Cool. Yeah. And maybe social networks. Imagine, I don't know, a Twitter based on blockchain or something. Yeah, yeah. So uh. you cannot hide things or... Yeah. Oh, but there are some good cases. Imagine, I mean, uh, all of our certificates and what you got in the past is in the blockchain. You can prove to someone else in the background check without sending all of these documents and yeah. papers, right? It's somewhere you can provide some access to someone that can get it. Wow. 
Yeah, I've a lot had of things will change. A lot of things. I, well, I'm sure. So this is also one even of the passwords. I've even heard of solutions to store some of the, not the whole password, but something that will create your password and it's in the blockchain because you might forget it. Ah, you might go to the blockchain. Ah, this is the hint for my password. Nobody else knows, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. I've even had people on the podcast, and I we've um, talked about a bunch of things on the podcast, but uh, for, like, music, Benji Rogers, this guy came on, and he was talking about the music industry. And if you think about how, um, like... Copyrights and this kind of stuff. Copyrights yeah. and, like, a song. So it's... And he was talking about this, so I'm sure I could just, like, have people listen to the episode instead of trying to, like, makeshift uh, say what he said. But if you think about, like, Beyonce, for example... Her song is not just created by her. It's created by like 50 or 100 people because it's the lyrics, it's the recording, it's the editing, it's the producing. How do you document this and how these people are getting paid, right? Yeah, Yeah, like, and yeah, it's Beyonce's name and she gets a cut, but like so many people do. And then some people, especially the like uh, kind of not famous uh, artists are getting totally It will definitely make all of the things more transparent. Yeah. I mean, there is no way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, now it can be somehow centralized, but even a centralized authority cannot track everything in the world, right? Now yes. with the blockchain, even if you sell in China or another country, you can probably track it. Mm-hmm. So you will get paid. This stuff is crazy. Also, I am yeah. pretty much yes, done with wow. my beer. <laughs> I have. I have some. <laughs> you were focused on talking. I was just listening like, oh, my goodness. At least you know what cryptography is now. I mean, in real terms, layman's terms. And yes. you also know applications about this. And you know that you should use more hard passwords. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to end this recording. You know, people and- are having patterns. Eh? That some people are thinking something in their brain. And they say, I will use the first letter of, uh, I don't know. Yes. Which phrase I can find. Oh no, totally. And I'm not I'm not giving anything away about my passwords. Yeah, and also exactly. but also though, I'm going to literally change them after I put this out there because I'm so scared. Yeah. But like for a long time for a long time before I've changed them and now I'm literally gonna change them again. Um but for a long time it was literally like Catherine Rudder like one, two, three. Yeah, you might have some remaining point. passwords in some website. No, I definitely do don't. Do not reveal this. I definitely don't, I promise. Because because I had my password. It's impossible keeper. that you deleted all of your accounts in the internet. How how would you do it? I have five hundred accounts. Okay, in the but I changed a lot of them. And to be honest, if we're being honest, the the a lot of things you can use other apps so you don't have to have a million passwords. Yeah. So like sign in via Facebook and then you yeah. can just put in your People Facebook do it thingy. Now. So it's not, but <laughs> but for what? And I'm like looking at all of those and I know I changed them all though because when there was like a hacker kind yeah. of close to the company and then I lost my, or I broke my phone so my passwords just all disappeared. I had to reset them anyways because I didn't know any of them. How do you reset them? By sending to your Gmail account? No, I, I don't do the Gmail. Yeah? Oh, I, okay. I, okay. Don't say what you're using. No, but I, yeah. I, yeah. You're like, he's like getting nervous. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm giving away like all this. My I want to hide whatever information we can. You, know, you can try a few passwords with uh, Catherine Rutter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Uh, and some old websites, maybe see if forgot to, re- to raise them. Oh no, like, like <laughs> Snapfish or something, like a random, random website. Oh gosh, oh, I'm just really asking for trouble. But uh, oh, that makes me nervous. <laughs> so I'm gonna go and change them all again. No one will ever be able to guess them because. Yep. And so Catherine's thanks. friends should do the same thing. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> podcast listeners, change your passwords right now. <laughs> yeah.
It's wow. a good policy to rotate our passwords, but what we usually do is we forget the new one and we always know the previous one, right? Always. <laughs> always. Always. That's like the years. Yeah. Like when a, when a new year comes or a new month comes, I think like I always do the last month or like I finally am getting yeah. used to writing 2018 and then it's going to be 2019. Exactly. What's Disaster. This? I'm don't really exposing. Say, don't say prefixes, suffixes of your password. <laughs> That's a very common pattern. Do you know what people do when they change the password? Let's say it's, add it's a, a date. Yeah. They just add a new counter or they increment the value or they add another one at the end or another letter at the end. Mm-hmm. And we know everyone is doing that and we shouldn't. Yeah, we But shouldn't. it's too irritating when you're receiving after three months, you have to change your password. You have to change your password. You have to change your password. Better pick a very large one and somehow, well, you can still, you can still, avoid doing it very often. It has to be balanced. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It has to be balanced. Definitely. I will say also that when I was in, I was in Rome for a month a few years ago, and I was so good at guessing the Wi-Fi passwords at places because everyone's passwords are so easy. It would be like the restaurant name, like one, two, three, four, or the telephone number. Or I do it as well occasionally. I I mean, you're probably so good at it. (laughs) And I'm just like an amateur doing it, but I guessed so many. Yeah. Except there was one place where I did not guess, and I forget what it's called. Oh, the drunken ship or something. And it was like, Do and you know what the is password a... was American bar. Now that you said Wi-Fi, do you know what's a very interesting attack someone can do? Even oh, here in the company, everywhere. Here in the company? If I know that you have been connected to a Wi-Fi network, which is public, I mean, I know the password. Oh, what I can do, God. because your mobile phone is searching for, uh, for, mo- for Wi-Fi networks that it knows, I can just set up the same router with the same password, with the same name, and you will automatically connect to my router. Because you don't know if you're at Starbucks or I just brought a router with the same Wi-Fi name in the office. And then you can take office. all the information from my computer? Well, you connect via my device, right? I yeah. can extract a couple of information, yes. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> okay, wait. So instead, but what about those things where you have your phone? What kind of phone do you have? I have an iPhone. iPhone. So if you have your iPhone and then you're connected to uh, uh, whatever your house's Wi-Fi, yeah. and what then someone duplicates the entire yeah, thing, exactly. but don't you have to? Wouldn't you automatically first be connected to your own because it remembers it? Yeah, but how does it know that you are there? I will bring. I will create exactly the same Wi-Fi name and password in another place. You will find it, and you will say, "Ah, I'm at home." <laughs> the, oh. the, the mobile phone will connect. <laughs> oh, I get what you're saying. So you're yeah. not at home, but it's the same yeah. thing. And it's it the connects same thing. But how does the are. mobile phone can distinguish between those things? They can't. <laughs> so that's a, that's a very interesting attack you can do. You can go to an airport or somewhere. I connect to random Wi-Fi's all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we all do. We all do. You can... You can disable this thing that says do not automatically connect, but nobody does. Nobody does because it's so easy. I walk yes. in and I'm like, woohoo, exactly. I'm on Wi-Fi. You don't care. Especially yes. here in London because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, it's so much easier because I'm automatically connected. I hacked uh, all of the company's employees' uh, mobile phones in the past. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's too easy. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing on there, <laughs> so take it it's all. Too easy, it's too easy. It's too easy. Well, it's too easy because if you connect via myself, so I, can, I can change some of the packets that you are sending. And especially if you connect to web pages that they don't, you don't see the S at the, at the top of the web page. Uh-huh. I can, I can put my own content there, and you wouldn't um, realize. Okay. There are other, other more sophisticated attacks I can do, but this yeah, is very yeah. easy. Yeah, that. Does so you type uh, something I don't know, 
uh, what page doesn't use HTTPS anymore. I mean, if there was a page that doesn't use HTTPS and type and you type this name, I can change it with something that I I control. Okay. Then I will ask you for a password. You will put the password there. I will get it. <laughs> oh, okay, but yeah. okay. So that's how you would get the password. But what about for a Wi-Fi connection? How do you get the password? Well, if I know you've been connected to the Starbucks uh, Wi-Fi and I know the password of Starbucks, I just replicate it when you're in the airport. You connect with me and... <laughs> That's so bad. So I yeah. need to forget all my networks and stuff. Well, sometimes you have to clear everything. Most of them. Wipe out all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like That's a good policy. Opening. Sorry, sorry. You might no, be... No, it's good though. Right after this <laughs> discussion and you were more scared. But it's not like this. I mean, if you're somehow a target, however, it's very easy to, to extract some information from you. Yeah. Don't target you have me. To be, you I'm have a good to be person. Target. Yeah. She's <laughs> a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> but that is really cool and yeah. eye-opening well, it's and not crazy. Cool. Well, it's cool in a negative way. Just like you, you hiding is cool you in do. a negative way. <laughs> you can also do a couple of other things. Let's say you, oh you go to a, to a place that there are no Wi-Fi networks available and you open up a new, you, you set up a new network that says free internet. Everyone will connect to your device. Yeah, especially you, if you're in like a different country. Exactly. Or like a country that Everyone will to. connect to this device and you will extract some information from these guys. Okay. So you I'm have to really, be really aware. Yeah, sometimes. I, I, I usually, I mean, occasionally I clean up my things in, in the Wi Fi. I also have this habit of not disabling automatic connect, at least for my Wi Fi yeah. at home and here at R3. Yeah. But I, you, we have to do it. Yeah. Okay. Lessons learned. Yeah. One, change your passwords. <laughs> Two, don't automatically connect to random <laughs> sketchy Wi-Fis. Three. Well, it's not random. Sometimes oh, oh, you have oh. to be careful even True. with your Wi-Fi network. True. Edit that uh, number two and just just yeah. be smart. And then three, cryptography is cool. Can be scary. It can be scary. Can be. Yeah, can be dangerous. <laughs> can be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Living on the edge. Okay, thank you so much for thank coming you so in. Much, this Catherine. was so much fun. Yeah. Now you got to drink your beer. Okay, cool. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. And if you're listening to this around the holiday season, have amazing holidays with friends and family, whatever you're celebrating. Take a load off. Have a nice time. Put your feet up. I don't know what I'm saying. Share the podcast. Uh, tell everyone about it. My voice hopefully will be back for next time.